Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over two million rolls every week. Hello and welcome to another Best of Bowie at Breakfast podcast, all thanks to McGee's. Cheers, McGee's. We had a busy week with a lot of celebs coming. People off the of telly, Cassie. Alexander O'Neill. He was here and he wasn't fake in any way. No, he right? wasn't. He was no, he was really cool. And we had Stevie Ritchie and Andrea Fostini. And do you know what Andrea said about two words? I know. I noticed that actually. All he said was pugs and Italy. And Andy. (laughs) My name is Andy. Because we'd been saying uh, for a while during the X Factor, just kind of half joking, well, 100% joking really, that he wasn't actually Italian. The whole thing was an act and he was a builder called Andy. No, by the way, I genuinely believed (laughs) at one point. No, because I thought, why is he coming all the way over from Italy to come on the British X Factor? It did seem weird, didn't it? No, I know. But he wasn't called Andy at all. And we did put it to him. You can find out what he said about that as well. Also, the rules of the gym. You've been working out? You've been doing stuff? Not at all, no. But I did join the gym the other day. Well, that's half uh, the battle, And then I went straight to McDonald's. Do you know joining a gym doesn't make you fit? You do have to actually put in a bit of work as well. Did you get something healthy at McDonald's? No. Did you get a A McFlurry? Did you get a McFlurry as well? No. Lots Just of a big, a good Big Mac meal, large. Ah, I can burn that off at a later date. It'll all be fine. Um, how to tell your best friend that you don't like their partner is always an awkward one. But as always, the Bowie at Breakfast audience had the answers and we love them for it. Um, also, we spoke uh, just on Friday about friends versus professionals. You know that way when you need to get a job done and you, normally your partner says, do you know who could do that? And it'd be much cheaper. If you got Jimmy, right, but, but is Jimmy qualified? No, no, but but he's done it before. Or your dodgy pal Mike who's on the dole. There's always one, right? <laughs> he's got time, he's, he's helped people out before doing this. And it doesn't work. Is he an electrician? <laughs> well, I think he studied to be an electrician for a couple of weeks and then he decided to do something else. I'm not letting this man rewire my house. No, no. I it's not get his papers, but it's all right. Aye, exactly. <laughs> it'll be okay. Look, it'll save money. It always comes down to it'll be a lot cheaper. And sometimes that's not the case, as we're about to find out. However, I always like to start with Make Your Dad Mad. It's my favourite time of the week. We did get in a lot of trouble with one of the Make Your Dad Mad calls this week, which you're not allowed to broadcast. I know, it's such a shame. Unfortunately. It was brilliant as well. We nearly got huckled at the end of it. This is is what we do for our art, you understand. But this one's great. Um, Suzanne and our dad, Alan. Suzanne works at uh, WH Malcolm's and um, she doesn't have a driving licence but she has sat her test and failed it and normally her boyfriend, I think it's Alec, drives her to work but he had toothache so he couldn't do it. So Suzanne decided to get George from the work, hello there, to help out and um, George has already got a licence. He's going to sit next to her. She's got a provisional, put the L plates on. What could possibly go wrong? Well, what would happen if George had been banned for driving and had probably... It was a bag. Had a little drink as well when the police stopped them. It wouldn't work out too well, and I don't think Alan was too enamoured by it all. Hello. Hey, Dad. Oh, hey. Oh, listen, I've got myself in a bit of trouble here. How do you manage that? Well, you know how Alex has got toothache? Well, he couldn't drive, so one of the guys for the work says that he would sit in the car and then we could drive. But um, I've been pulled over, but it turns out he's not even got a licence either. He's been banned. Are you off your nut? But I'm going to need to go to court and everything. When did you get caught with a car? This morning. You were driving the car this morning. Some skank at work tells you that he's got a licence, he's not got a licence. And you take the car out? No, you but... Your um... daughter, I'll tell you. Hello, so that's Suzanne's hi. dad. Hi, how you doing? It's George here. Uh, I work with her at Malcolm's. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it, it's probably my fault. But in fairness, it was more her fault than mine, you know what I mean? And a few of the boys at work said she was trouble. 
she's trouble, alright. Aye, she's trouble. So now we're in a bit, we're a bit of bother. Uh, the car's been impounded. And it's going to cost five hundred buckaroos to get it back. Uh, well, I don't think the car's worth five hundred quid. Yeah, she's lost her car. But I think there'll be like legal charges and stuff as well. You know what I mean? Because they're saying that I couldn't be sitting next to her, and I'm probably over the limit. <laughs> I was out last night A few of the boys I don't think this is funny mate By the way I'm glad you think it's funny Because this could cost me my job well, It could cost Susanna She's driving The breathalyzer's both aye She's alright oh, ironically I will stuck her back on again I speak to her Dad, you need to pay for it. I can't not have a I'm car. I'm paying nothing. So what am I supposed to do then? Go without a car? I think you'll just need to go to jail and think over. Alan, I don't think this is funny, by the way. Well, it's the fire half before you start to uh, get yourself. This lassie was coming on to me, man, and I said I would sit next to her in the car. I didn't even know this was going to happen. Oh, well, what do you want me to do about it? It's more like that entrapment, you know what I mean? You're making a mockery of me and I'm stuck here. I'm trying Shut to help you. Hey, don't talk to me like that, Dafty. I'll right? jump down for you wouldn't have the bottle too, son, yeah, right? You, you listen to me. I'm the innocent party here that's been dragged in by your scum family. Oh, I tell you what, you better watch out. He's a big boyfriend. I'll come over and twist your head off and off. Aye, a big boyfriend. I heard about him. He's a wuss, just like our old man. I'll put her back on. Hey, how are you going to? I'm busy. Why is it? Right, uh, listen, I don't like how you just hung up there. Are you going to solve this? I see you, you. I'm going to push your... I think we've got off on the wrong foot. George. George what? Bowie. George Bowie. Yes. I tell you what, Alan, I'm glad you're in Aberdeen. You're not coming round here. Suzanne, what do you want to say to your dad? Because it was her idea. Sorry, Dad. Oh, listen, she's, uh, she's, Susie, you're getting, you're getting it. By the way, breakfast on Clyde One. So the X Factor Tour is coming to the Hydro and it is a massive, massive arena. I think it's possibly the biggest in the UK. And you're doing two nights in there. You're oh. doing the 27th wow. and the 28th of February. Now, I was hoping before you go, because you used to work in a call centre, Stevie, back in the day. Yeah. I was thinking maybe you and Andrea could call the Hydro and try and sell them something. Let's, yeah, let's okay. I'll, yeah, I'll do so my best. Why don't you go on and just uh, talk about maybe PPI or something like that? Yeah. Everyone in Glasgow loves Whatever PPI. you want to sell and see how long they stay on the line. Good afternoon, Expression Centre. Oh, hello there. This is uh, Stevie Ritchie calling here and Andrea Faustini. We're with me and I'll put you through to the proper department. Oh, we're going through to the proper department. This is good, guys. Thank you very much. I like this. Hello. We're with me trying to connect you. Oh, oh trying to connect. Do you get a lot of this, Stevie, when, when you were working in... Well, I'll be honest... Oh, we're on old. We're on old. Stevie's used to that. Do you know what? I've, I've been on putting old so many times by women and by phone, phone calls, I'm telling you. Listen, guys, <laughs> have you kept in touch with you, with your mentors? What, what's been happening yeah, since then? I'm glad you have, Andra. I've been in touch with Mel. <laughs> yeah, she's adorable. Um, I know Simon spoke about me in the NTAs, which was very, very sweet about him. He hasn't forgot about me. I Aww. haven't uh, spoke to him since. Do you think you'll ever go back to the harvester with him, Stevie? <sighs> Do you know what? I'd love to. Uh, I'll probably take him somewhere a bit different this time because, yeah, oh, I'll say BK or yeah. Frankie and Benny's or something like that. Oh, that's posh. You know, you know, he'd never <laughs> had scampi before. Scampi and chips. He's had, yeah, it was breaded and he loved it. He enjoyed the whole lot. He even he tweeted me that night saying, "Thanks for dinner, Stevie." You know. Did you pay? 
Uh, no, we just walked out arm in arm and we didn't pay. <laughs> Did I run out? <laughs> My final yeah. question is to Andrea because I know I've got to crack on. I know you love animals. <laughs> what type of dog should I get for my children? Maybe they want a pug. There, I told you, Cassie. You uh, were right. Yeah. yeah. Andrea loves the pugs. Definitely. They, they genuinely do want a pug and they know that you are the man with so much love for pugs out there. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like Andy. that's going to happen. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It's been lovely meeting you both. And I'll, I'll, I'll be bringing the girls along to see you at the Hydro on the Friday the 27th of February and Saturday the 28th is when the X Factor Tour rolls into town. Best of luck with the future, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Take care. Um, I couldn't help but notice how busy the gyms are at the moment. Like I I don't know about you, Cassie, the one I go to, packed Mm. all the time. I'm not at the gym right now. No. No. (laughs) Sorry. Why is that? How is it? But this is very unfair, right? Because you just eat anything. You eat everything. You're never away from that sweetie machine. And there's not a pick on you, right? No, let's be honest. need to go back. But anyway, right? So talking about the gym. Yes. I was a member last year. Okay. And what put you off? What are the do's and don'ts? Well, basically the don'ts. Don't worry about the do's. Right? The do's take care of themselves. The don'ts on the gym. Because I can't help but notice a lot of portly people. Do, they just go in and do weights to wear those kind of belt things, you know, and go. And they've got another wee guy underneath them pushing it up for them. I've got you. Come on, Jim. One more. One more. And all these veins are sticking out his neck. And you think this guy's going to have a heart attack any minute. And it's like, surely it's not working if the other guy's pushing it. Wouldn't it be funny if he tickled him? Probably not. It would all end in tears. Come on, mate. One more. Come on. Come on, killer. Is it me? Chill out. Right. Sometimes I can make funny noises when I'm on the punch bike Mm because I get quite into it. You know what I mean? See, you're one of these people then. I'm not a type of guy. And it's, in a, it's on a punch bag think, and it's at the back of the gym and no one else can hear me, I'm hoping. It happens naturally, right? But people that make noises, there's just something awkward about it. Like, no matter, <sighs> no matter who it is. <laughs> Do you know what really bugs don't me in the gym? ladies doing it very often. I've, no. I've never heard a lady what about, go, hip, yeah, go, hip, hip. <laughs> I'd like to hear a lady go, a couple of years ago I was with my mates and I had my heat rub with me and I left it in my sports bag after I came out of the shower. They sprayed it all my underpants and my socks. Oh. It was very, very painful, I can assure you. I can only imagine. <laughs> You're walking like John Wayne for a week. Oh, it was nightmare. Wee Crumb is from Renfrew and he's on the phone right now. Hello. Hey, George boy. What about communal shivers? That's, that's my bean. Right, here's the thing. My gym is it's like prison showers. You know that way you don't even have your own cubicle. It's just all open. And That's my point. That's what I'm talking about, right? But that's not even the problem, right? So I'm not put or anything. I'll go in and have my wash. But what my problem is, is the old guys that stun about talking at eye level with you, mate, and they're scant. <laughs> really bad. Right, ask me what I think about new learning tactics. I don't care. <laughs> that's my problem. <laughs> Does that happen in... <laughs> Does that happen in the, the girls' changing no. room as well? No. no. We have cubicles. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. We've been blessed with cubicles. <laughs> I'm sure most gyms do it, and my gym's getting done up, and I'm sure it will shortly, but at the moment, it, it genuinely is like a prison in there. It's like, uh, and there's one guy that came in once and brushed his teeth in the showers. Really? Would, would you say anything? What would you do? That's weird. It's, yeah, Dingle thinks that's the most yeah. normal thing in the world. Um, but Judith's on the phone right now. She wants to discuss it. An old man in Speedos. Hello. Good morning, George. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you coping? Good. Okay. 
not bad, bit cold, but it's okay. I know that feeling. So this is more of a after gym chat. I had done my workout uh-huh. and was nicely relaxing in the sauna when an older gentleman of I would don't know seventy five or thereabouts right. walks into the sauna uh-huh. wearing the tightest pair of speedos I've oh, ever seen. No. Okay. But he also had his locker key dangling from exactly where you wouldn't want it to. You sure it was his locker key? Oh my god, it was awful. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, Cassie, can I ask you a question? Yes. Who is now? I know you've seen the list, so I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to name who's number one on the list. Mm-hmm. Just who is the sexiest man on the planet, according to you? For me, it's got to be Channing Tatum. Channing, or Tatum. Ch- Channing Tatum. You want to put okay. It, yeah. I like yeah. him. Yeah. He's a haughty. A lot of girls like him. He's got a very hot wife as well. Very hot wife. Yeah, very, very hot wife. Yeah. Right. So Channing Tatum would be number one on your list. I don't even know if he's in the top 50. I've got the top 10 here. Uh-huh. I'll right, have a chat about this because there's only one of one direction in the top 10. Are you surprised? No, I'm not okay. surprised at all. Right, okay. Let me get the appropriate music on here. I am too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Why is even one of one direction in there? I don't know. That's Rob Waller. He put the list together. Well, he gave me the email. All right, number 10 on the list, Pharrell. Yes, sexy, yes, no? Not right. Okay, Jared Leto, number mm, nine. Yeah, Lead singer of Sex and Mars and... Uh, yeah. Who was it? Was like him, a bit rough. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamie Campbell Bohr is number eight. No idea. I don't even know who yeah. he is. Okay, very posh name. Uh, number seven, Harry Styles from One Direction. Nope. Okay, Theo James, are you familiar with the work of Mr. T. James? I think I am. Um, I, was he in? I don't know what he's in, but I remember he was quite hot. It's just deadbeat. Who are you? Uh, number six, uh, number five, Henry Cavill. Is it Cavill or Cavill? I don't know that is. Uh, he's a Superman guy. I remember. Oh him. right, remember okay. Remember they did the uh, what was that Man of Steel movie? It was Superman. Yeah, hot or not? Mm, can't remember what it looks mm. like. Robert Pattinson's number four. He's always in the list. Our Pats. Our Pats. Yes. Right. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, quite he's not slim done for me. For years, like yeah. five years as a woman. The other guy was hotter. That was in Twilight. Okay. Um, Tom Hiddleston is number three. Are you familiar with the works Not of Tom Hiddleston? Not familiar with the works of Tom Hiddleston. I think I know who Tom Hiddleston is. Is he Thor's brother in the Thor movies? Oh, I don't watch Thor. I th- oh, you're not like that? No, I don't that action You're not into stuff. that? Oh, yeah. I love those. Love those <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Avengers as well. I'm pretty sure he's the bad guy right. in the Thor movies. You're a bit disgusted at the person at number two. Yes, I am. Benedict Cumberbatch. I just don't get it. Like, high cheekbones. No, no, he's just, he's a little bit feminine looking. Yeah, girls like that though. Nah, why is Ryan Gosling not in there? I don't know, I never put it together. God. Number one on the list, sexiest man alive according to Glamour magazine, Jamie Dornan. I'll make my decision on Saturday when I watch him in Fifty Shades. Now, I don't mean to be cynical in any way, shape or form, but I couldn't help but notice that he's number one on the list and Fifty Shades of Grey comes out in three days. That's funny, isn't it? And we're talking about sexiest men on the planet the glamour top 50 list no sign of you Jerry sorry oh sorry I sorry. thought you were talking about me yeah, there yeah maybe on a Sky Sports poll you might <laughs> scrape into the top 10 if you're lucky um, Cyril in Domarnock don't know if that's his real name says my missus is stunned that Hugh Keevans is not on the list well I just had to double check it myself Cyril but nope um, here's one from Caroline saying I cannot believe Ian Sommer Hadler it's Ian Sommerhalder. Ian Sommerhalder is not on the list. I'm not familiar with his work, Cass. No, I'm not familiar with his work. Apparently, either. he's in the Vampire Diaries. I need to seen watch more movies. Do you know that? I think Vampire Diaries is that a TV show. Is that? I, I don't know. Anyway, this guy is on the list. You're all right. Don't panic. He's number fourteen. Uh, I want to call about this. Hello, Clyde One. Good morning, George. It's Lindsay here. I'm phoning with regard to um, 
You're attractive men. I would sexy say men. Benedict, sexy men, Benedict Cumberbatch. See, Cassie, Cassie has got a problem with Benedict Cumberbatch. She doesn't find him attractive at all. Oh, but I think he's very charismatic. My <laughs> wife finds him hot as well, and I was wondering what it is. Is it the? Is it because he's quite intellectual when he does the Sherlock thing? Yes, or, I think that I th- you've hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. And women do like intelligent men. Women like intelligent men. That's why. Yep. That's why I'm. Just where I am right now. Nobody's interested in me at all. Nobody's interested in the dafty with the wee brain. But when it comes to Sherlock, wow. He's got it. Is it the high cheekbones as well? Do girls like high cheekbones? And I just think he's just got it. I couldn't put my finger on what it is, but he's just got it. Okay, well, I'm glad you're disagreeing with Cassie. What about Channing Tatum? Does he do it for you? Because that's Cassie's dream guy. He's okay. He's all right. <laughs> Anyone else should be on the list? Jared Butler. Oh, yeah, Gerard Butler's not in there, you know what I mean? He's flying the flag uh-huh. in Scotland. It's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, he's, he's, oh, he's just lovely. <laughs> right. Oh, hang on, find Gerard Butler. He's number 35. Hey, man, how are you guys doing up there in Glasgow? We're doing good. great, <laughs> man. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> really good, really good. Alex has got the coolest, I mean, he's got an amazing singing voice, but he's also got the coolest speaking voice as I know, well, hasn't he? I know, I love oh, listening I'm just to trying you. I'm trying to get a job with you guys up there. Well, that's me. <laughs> we go on holiday, you got the show, Alex. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, okay. Good deal. So is it back to normality for you because it's been a crazy start to the year, has it not? Back to normality, but uh, obviously my appearance in the Big Brother house. So what was it like in that Big Brother house? Was it as, as bad as it looked for us to be in there? Was it was it hell on earth? Well, actually, you know, it's it's very stressful. You know, a lot of times people will watch the show, the Big Brother show, and they'll, they'll say, well, I can do that, you know. You got 57 cameras on you every move, 24 hours a day. And, you know, you just have to go in there with your own agenda. Fortunately, when I went into the Big Brother house, I decided that I was just going to be Alexander O'Neill because I wanted to do well. And I wasn't about to allow Perez show me in a different light or some light that I didn't want to be in. And, and, you know, and I wanted my housemates to have some peace, too, at the same time, because they don't deserve all of this stuff. Because where, where did, the twist of the show, where it was going, was it appeared wasn't going to be a good place. So it was time for somebody to make a move. I didn't want Perez to be the focus of Perez and Perez make me do something that I didn't want to do and I wasn't going to do. So, uh, And he wanted me to grab him or hit him or do whatever, and that just simply wasn't going to happen. So I just wasn't going to have it, and I said, okay, I've had enough, and uh, it's time to go. Who will you stay friends with? Katie Hopkins, I would definitely say I would love to stay friends with her. She's uh, someone that I think is really, really special. See, the thing that got me was people like yourself are talented individuals. People like Perez and, in fairness, Katie Hopkins as well. I don't see them as celebrities. They're just people that, that write nasty things about other people. I was trying to convince my housemates of one thing, and that is you guys are going overboard here. This is a television show. And guess what? We don't live here. (laughs) It's not our home. Alex, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for entertaining us in Big Brother, and I can't wait to hear your new material and see you live soon. Take care. Thanks, Alex. All the best. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed day. It says, it's from Sarah, who says, How do I tell Michelle, my best friend, that I don't really like her new boyfriend? That's an awkward one, and I guess that's quite a common complaint with a lot of people. It's like, from a guy's perspective, um... You know, when you start dating someone, suddenly you're thrown into a whole new band of people that you have no control over. You have no say on whether you like, you can like or dislike these people. You have to like them, otherwise the relationship ain't going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
if you start dating someone new for the first time, it's like, oh, these are my friends. And they will now become your friends because you and I are in a relationship. There's no question about it. That's the thing. I'll drag Steggy to, like, events and stuff like that when I'm going with my friends and their boyfriends. But I don't even care if he likes them. Yeah, of course not. But, um... I think girls are more, and I'm not being, I hope I'm not being sexist here, are more judgmental. Oh, definitely. Than guys. Girls just want the best for their friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So no, but I mean, from out. a guy's point of view, if, if like you, you dragged me, if you and I just started dating, you dragged me along with all your pals, and I didn't like them, I would just keep my mouth shut. Whereas the girl would say, oh, I can't be bothered with him, we're not having him around again, you know what I mean? Well, certainly that's what my wife would be like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, they are like that. So. Or we are like that. How does she tell her? That she doesn't like her pal. That she, uh, pal's boyfriend. Right? Well... Because this is quite a stressful thing to go through. How would you deal with that, Cass? I would probably not say anything at first. Mm -hmm. I would wait for him to muck up. I'd let her tell me that he mucked up. And then I would try and slip it in there that I didn't really like him and anyway. Then, do you know what happened then? They'll split up. And then and they'll get back fault. together. <laughs> Oh, they'll hate me. <laughs> and they'll team up on you, and you will be the antichrist to these people. 0141951 We need help a listener right here. I don't know why anyone would come to me for advice. I really don't. But Sarah says, how do I tell Michelle I don't like our man? And Nadine says, just tell them that you're friend, for goodness sake. Del Boy says, you know I love you like a brother, but your bud's a horror. My harsh. And Scott says... I want to be friends, but I hate your partner. Well, that's just telling them outright. What you got over there, Cass? Willie Hipson on the Clyde One Facebook says, don't matter if you don't like them. If he's your best bud, you'll put up with it. Be there for him. When it goes wrong, it's bro code. Um, Rich says, make animal noises every time you're in their company. That's <laughs> does that, weird. Does that work? I'm not sure. Animal uh, noises? Yeah, just any kind of different animal noises. You know, chickens or... Bark, 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 bark. or <laughs> piggy noises? <laughs> Sheep noises? Enjoy this. Do the cat, you know, it's all good. Friends versus professionals. You know when you need something done and your partner says, Oh, I, I think he'll do that. And is, is Thingy a qualified professional? No, no, but the, he or she'll do it for nothing. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. Mm. I don't know where I stand. You know, if you've got a mate that, that does whatever you need done professionally, then that's great. I mean, I, I would be gutted if, if like one of my mates was booked a DJ that wasn't me, for instance. Yeah. I would do it for them and I'd give them a good discount, but if they were a really close friend of us, I'd do it what for nothing. What if you went and you said I did a really rubbish job? Yeah, and they were like, we, we, I saw you at a party before, George, and I've well, been a couple of your gigs, and I think... You're not you know, the best. This guy in the yellow pages is better. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's, he's not that dear. I know you'll do it for free, but this guy, you know, you'll do it for a couple of hundred quid, and I'd, I'd probably rather have someone that, that was good. I'd be like, right, okay. No, no offence to what you do. No, no, it's fine. Thanks. See, I need more <laughs> pals that have trades. Like, I always pay I don't the know professional. I always pay the professional yeah, to get things stick done. stick with that. But I've got a friend and she got an electrician in. Well, a so-called electrician yeah. who was a mate. And he was wiring up a new light and he left it in a right mess. Yeah. And it was really awkward because she couldn't really say to me that. Well, my, my mum had one and uh, apparently the guy uh, didn't do it right and left a loose wire. And she had to get a proper electrician to come in and sort it, and he actually uh, ended up reporting the guy. <laughs> it's like, wow. But here's the thing, right? Um, I, the, the PPI, for instance. Um, my my wife's pal is uh, allegedly sorting out my PPI. When? When? When's this going to happen? You know, I mean, this whole PPI thing is going to end one day. It's going to be, right, that's it. You know, we've warned you about it long enough. It's a, your pal. 
She's never get any response. Now, I know I'm owed money, right? And I'll tell you why. Because I remember arguing with the bank about PPI at the time when I got my mortgage. I said, what's this thing? I'm not paying that. Oh, you have to. Why? Because you just have to. Everyone has to. But what's it for? Nobody really knows. You just have to pay. I'm not paying that. That's wrong. Now, somebody's obviously flagged it up and now it's a massive, massive thing. But they say, oh, you can do it yourself. I'm confused doing it myself. Moist pals, I'll do it for you, no bother, right? So she sent the letter away and she said, I just said no. <laughs> you don't just leave it when they say no. You keep pursuing them and you eventually get even more money out of them. So I'm still waiting, so I'm probably going to miss out on the whole PPI because the missus wanted to go with a pal. Um, Kevin says that's a no-go area. Hello. Uh, professionals, especially if it's uh, to do with the house, because if you get a friend and you invalidate your house insurance... Oh, I didn't realise that, right? So if you get a friend to do a job, then the uh, insurance b- b- is not valid. Martin <laughs> knows somebody who got a friend to do their wedding photographs. That didn't turn out well. I've actually got a friend who volunteered to be a photographer at a friend's wedding. Oh, no. He married a girl from Paraguay, and what actually happened was he kept listening to get the photos developed, and he always promised that he would send the videos away. Both parents actually died before they had a chance to see their daughter getting married. Oh, how horrible is that? It's quite sad. Did, <laughs> did, did they get the photos eventually? No, three no. years later, he's still promising to show them them. Is she away back to Paraguay? So I can't yes, she is actually. Bowie at Breakfast, official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Go!